This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 217. Hey, veterinary friends, welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. I'm really excited to have you here with me today. It's just me, and I'm going to be talking today about getting organized and some action steps that we can take to manage our mind to get more organized, and then actually practical things that we can do to manage our schedules and calendars and your home and the whole nine yards. I love this topic because it's such a common struggle for all of us. There's so many things going on in our lives, especially if we're working in a busy clinic and then we have a home to take care of and children and all of that. It's very common for us to feel disorganized and that adds to our stress and our overwhelm and can really add to the feeling of being burned out in this profession. So I think if we can think a little bit about how to organize better, then our life will be healthier and our mind will be better off. So I'm kind of springboarding off of the other two podcasts that we did recently on Starting Over, Installed. Those podcasts, we kind of talked about how to get back on the horse, so to speak, when you have goals that you want to meet. And then this one is going to be a little bit more practical advice of how exactly to do some of that scheduling and organizing. So the first thing I want to do is acknowledge where I got some of this information for you. Um, There is an article by Dr. Travis Bradbury, who's the author of Emotional Intelligence 2.0. And he had an article that I found uh, basically about this, um, getting your mind in shape to organize. And then some of the other things that I found are just practical lists of different suggestions that we can use to actually get organized, some tools that we can use, some different types of calendars and apps and planning tools that we can use to help us become organized. So just a little shout out to the people that uh, wrote these articles to help give me some extra suggestions along with the blog that I wrote last week about the same subject. So The reason that I love this subject so much is it comes up almost all the time with my coaching clients and even myself. I oftentimes feel like I have that golden retriever brain where, you know, anything that pops up distracts me. So, you know, you see a squirrel kind of a behavior and it's a really common problem. A lot of us have this problem of feeling disorganized. So we want to be more efficient, we want to be able to get more things done, but somehow life gets in the way, our thoughts get in the way, we end up procrastinating, and all those things. So that's why this is really important to talk about. We struggle with organizing because we have so many thoughts. The human brain is super busy, And the studies say that we have, the average person has, over 70,000 thoughts a day. So that's kind of wild, right? And with all those thoughts, many of them become negative. Many of them are negative stories about ourselves, about our job. And then we get really distracted by the sheer volume 
the sheer mass of those thoughts and all the stuff going on in our head. Of course, it's going to be hard to become organized and go through all those thoughts and straighten yourself out if you don't even realize you're having 70,000 thoughts, right? It's crazy. So until we learn to notice the thoughts and then sort through them and separate them into this is true and useful, these thoughts I want to keep, and these thoughts are untrue or distracting, until we can figure out that skill of sorting our thoughts out, we'll struggle to organize. So Travis says in this article that I was reading that when we succumb to that flurry of thoughts going through our head, our mind becomes disorganized. And the more that we kind of focus on and ruminate on all of those intrusive negative thoughts, the more power that we give to them. And most of the things that we think, most of those 70,000 are just thoughts, not really facts, right? So we talk about in life coaching, you've got to decide what are your thoughts and what are the facts of the situation in order to start to sort things out. So when you find yourself ruminating in the negative, when you find yourself being distracted and pessimistic and your chihuahua brain keeps telling you that this is hard and all the things, it's difficult to slow down and kind of get those thoughts under control. And they quoted a study from the National Institute on Aging, and it was found that allowing your mind to be disorganized doesn't just feel bad, it doesn't just feel stressful, but it's also really bad for you. It's bad for your health. That disorganization in your mind leads to higher stress, negativity, pessimism, and chronic negativity, and then being impulsive. And that's why we are so impulsive. Like I can get pulled off of what I'm doing very easily. All I have to do is see something more fun going by. So when we're in this state of negativity and stress, we will get more health problems, right? We're going to have sleep problems because our brain's spinning at night. We can't focus. We'll get headaches, all those things. So not only is it important to your life to become more organized, it's important to your health. So Travis talks about getting yourself into a state of flow. And basically what that means is that you feel more balanced. You know the tasks that you want to do. You get really involved in those tasks and then the distracting thoughts are no longer there and that flow state makes work more enjoyable it helps you get things done faster it makes your life happier have you ever been involved in let's say either an appointment with one of your clients or a surgery where you just felt really present and focused in what you were doing You didn't have people talking to you and distracting you. You were really on the task. You didn't have thoughts about what was going on at home or what you were going to make for dinner. Like your mind was basically right where it should be in that appointment or in that surgery. That's kind of what I think of when I think of this flow state that Travis is talking about. Just being aware of what you're doing, being involved in what you're doing happily, and not having that clutter and that's those spinning thoughts and those things that want to distract you. So an important 
part of this flow mindset that we're trying to get into with being organized is that we want to balance the amount of challenge we feel with the task with the amount of boredom that we might feel in that task. Because when we're too challenged, our brain gets stressed out and we become anxious. When we're not challenged enough, we become bored. And then we really have a hard time staying on task. So what we want to try to do with the things that we want to get done is try to balance that fine line between feeling anxious about something and being bored with something. And so the first step for that is just getting to know yourself. You have to know how you work best. I've said this before on the podcast, I am kind of a short-term, easily distracted, fast-paced person. So for me, when I'm scheduling and organizing my day, I have to have some variety built in. I have to know that if I try to sit down and write a blog, write a podcast, then record the podcast, edit the podcast, all in one sitting, if I do it that way, it's never going to go well for me. I'm going to be overwhelmed and therefore very anxious and I can't get my work done or I'm going to get to the the point where I feel bored even though in in most cases it's more of a challenging situation for me because sometimes writing is a challenge but just trying to walk that tightrope line between the anxiety and the overwhelm and just not being interested in what it is that we're doing so when you're starting to organize your day Be aware of that. Be aware what kind of person you are. Do you like to sit down for hours and be uninterrupted and work on one task? Then that's the way you need to schedule yourself, right? You need to set aside large blocks of time. If you're easily distracted like I am and you like variety, then I have to schedule my task into shorter times and then change it up. Give myself Uh, an hour of working on a podcast and then give myself an hour of self-care by exercising and then giving myself another hour where I work on my blog and kind of going back and forth between the things that are exciting to me and distracting to me sometimes or just different things that I want to get done because that's the way my brain is wired. And then in that same idea, this creating flow by walking that line, is noticing your emotion because it's really difficult to just sit there and control your emotion when you're doing these exercises. You would rather react, right? You just need to know what you're feeling when you start to organize something and then why are you feeling it. It's better to understand the emotions that are going through your mind when you're trying to become organized and identify it and just kind of feel it than it is to fight it and try to dismiss it. Because if you're constantly dismissing the emotions that you're having, it's not going to be conducive to getting something done. You're not going to be able to relax. You're not going to be able to think straight. And so you really have to know what emotions come up for you when you're talking about organizing or when you're trying to become more organized. And that will help you to focus. Because it's very hard to get anything done if you're not focused on the goals, on the tasks that need to be done, and on the things that come to mind, right? So do a little bit of the thought work about why you're feeling overwhelmed 
when you start to organize something. Like I'll go to organize my desk and I let it get a little too piled up, let's say, and there's a lot of papers that I need to go through. And instead of actually scheduling that into my day, because it looks bad, because I see a big pile of papers and I don't like that tedious kind of work, I'll become overwhelmed or I'll become frustrated or I'll become agitated. And so if I start to feel that emotion, I have to learn why I'm feeling it and then kind of deal with it so I can go on to sort through those papers and schedule that into my organizational day. And if it's a particularly you know, big job, like cleaning your basement or something, that's not something that you're going to want to spend six hours doing, right? Your brain is just going to be overwhelmed by that. So you may have to schedule that out into multiple sessions. But understanding the emotions that come up for you and the distractions that come up for you, a lot of times understanding yourself is always the first key to change, right? And that goes for time too. If you're a sh- kind of a fast-paced person, maybe you need to schedule shorter sessions, like 20 minutes or a half an hour. If you're a more focused, kind of long-term type of person that likes to work in a quiet setting for long periods of time, then that's how you need to schedule your time. And then in all cases, what I want you to remember to do when you're scheduling is that you need to schedule in the breaks. Your body, your brain isn't designed to sit for eight hours straight. It's just not healthy for you. There's a lot of research that goes into that, that cycling your work or doing something like, you know, 15 minutes on, 15 minutes off, or 50 minutes on, 10 minutes off, that break cycle is something that's really necessary for your brain. It's necessary for your body. So make sure that when you're doing this exercise, trying to schedule and organize your time, that you think about that and that you need to schedule that in. And I always tell my clients that when you're putting things on your schedule, schedule those first. Schedule the breaks, schedule the meals. If you need to eat lunch at this time or breakfast at this time or you need to do some exercising, put all that in your calendar first as well as your work, the things that you have to do. But do that so that you will have those breaks that you need to kind of relax your mind in between the tasks that you've piled onto your calendar. Because when we start organizing, oftentimes we'll overdo it, right? We'll put, you know, six things I'm going to do today, when in reality, you really should pick two or three big ones that you want to get done and put the rest as kind of if I have time. So you're not so stressed when you go to look at that schedule and you see how many things you've scheduled for yourself. Okay, so let's do some exercises to kind of work through how we're going to do this organizing thing. The first step is being aware like we talked about, but what I want you to do is really start by focusing on your priorities. And so a lot of times we have to look at our day and look at our week through the lens of prioritizing. So if you know what your priorities are, then when you make your list list of tasks that you want to get done on any given day or on any given week, you can take those priorities and schedule them first. 
So if your priority is getting your exercise in, if your priority is taking care of your children and getting their lunches ready in the morning, whatever it is, you have to put those as your priorities at the top of the list. So you know I I love the thought downloading, so that would be the first thing I would do. I would write down everything that's on my mind first and then pick out the priorities. So if it's family, put them at the top. If it's something you need to accomplish that has to be done on a certain day, put that as a priority. And then notice what your thoughts tell you. Because sometimes you'll start to feel negative about something or you'll start to become overwhelmed when you start to see the sheer list of things that your brain has created for you to do. So just be aware of that and then use your strengths to get those things scheduled. Understand how you work and how best to schedule those on your calendar. And what you really need to do is figure out what planner or calendar works for you. I have an old school journal type calendar that shows me my month at a glance. So I can leave it lay on my desk or take it with me when I go to work. But I've got everything handwritten in there and then kind of color coded. I have highlighters and I highlight certain things for podcasting and certain things for um, coaching. So I can kind of see it and that works for me. So that's kind of old school. I also have a Google Calendar, which I also use, but I don't like it as well because I like that visual. I like to just kind of flop it open to the month and see everything that I need to do. I also, for my daily schedule, I use my bullet journal, which I've talked about before. I like that because I can do day by day by day with checklists. I like little Xboxes that I can check out. So with that being said, you have to pick what works for you. Is it a whiteboard? Is it index cards that you can shuffle around and prioritize and then throw them out after you do the task? Like that would feel satisfying, right? Is it post-its notes? Do you like to color code things? Is there an app you particularly like? I've had a few of my clients use apps for planning. It doesn't really matter what system you use. You have to use something that actually helps you and works for you. So you may have to try two or three different ones. That's okay. And then just remember that stuff happens, right? Keep in mind that when you get organized and you're feeling organized, that something will probably happen that will pull you off tasks. And if you're pulled off task, then you're not going to be able to finish whatever it was you wanted to finish, right? So your car might break down, you know, a dog will vomit on your carpet that you have to clean up, your kid will get sick and have to stay home. Like there's going to be stuff, right? So just be aware of that. And in order to stay organized, you have to plan for that. So plan a little catch-up time, plan a little downtime in your day, leave yourself some time open for the stuff happening. Okay, so write down all the tasks that you want to do, look at them, put them in the priority order so you know which ones are your priority, and then you start to plug them into your calendar. And we've kind of talked about this before, but let me go and let me go through and help you with some other ideas that I found to help us all become more organized and get things done. Delegation 
is great, especially if you work in a busy veterinary hospital and you're overwhelmed as either the owner or one of the associates and you're feeling like there's just too much. Delegate something. The team around you wants to help you. And even though it feels like they're overwhelmed as well, it's possible that you guys can delegate back and forth. Like you can say to one of your associate friends or your technician friends, look, I'm really struggling to get this done. Is this something you have time to help me with? And if so, can I delegate it to you? And then I would be happy to help you at a later date so you can delegate something to me. Like it can be a back and forth delegation, right? The other thing is something like housekeeping. Can you hire a housekeeper? Somebody to come in and do laundry or vacuum your house or stuff that you really don't need to do yourself. Is it possible to delegate it? And sometimes just that tiny bit of delegation will help open up your schedule and make your mind feel less cluttered. The other thing that I like to suggest people do, and and this is one of the ones I read as a recommendation as well, is scheduling email and social media time. So don't leave that up to your brain to decide. Give yourself actual time limits to work on email, to go through social media if you like to do that. Because if you schedule it, you're bound to do it less than if you just pick up your phone and start scrolling. And that happens to me so much. I'll pick up my phone and I'll think, oh, I'm just going to check Instagram and see you know, if my kids posted anything or if my hospital posted anything, I don't know, just random things. And I'll go to check Instagram. And then, you know, 40 minutes later, I'm still scrolling and watching stupid videos of cats, or I run over to TikTok and look at those. It's just not a good use of time, right? So schedule it in. Say every day from 9 to 9.30 is my email. And then if you think you have to do it twice a day, then from 4.30 to 5 or whatever, but give yourself a limit. And that's going to help focus your brain and give you some guardrails. The other idea I really like that I've read multiple times is just pick one or maybe two tasks each day that are super important to you. And those are the only ones that can go on your calendar. Because if you have one or two priorities and you address them, at your best working time of day, let's say you're a morning person, if you do it in the morning, then it's done. And then the rest of your day, even if it's scheduled to do other things, is going to be less stressful than if you're thinking about, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to do this. Or like me, you forget to write it in your calendar and then you just don't do it. You might write it on your thought download, but then you forget to plug it into your calendar. Pick two priorities every day or even one if two seems like too much. Check that one off your list and then you're going to feel so much better. We've talked before about scheduling time limits and setting your timer. I love that one. Um, Scheduling the breaks into your day and the family time and the self-care. That's super important. And then getting help to have somebody help you organize those thoughts. Because if you have 70,000 thoughts in your brain and you aren't used to doing this kind of work, you are going to struggle. Okay, so there's a few other things that I found as I was scrolling and reading articles about this particular topic that I wanted to bring to you. 
And so I'm just going to name a few of these things which I think are really, really interesting and important. So one of them is to choose a tool and stick with it, which we kind of talked about already, but choose one planning tool that you think works for you. Don't have like 16 places to write down all the things that you need to do. I have, I guess, three places, which is probably too many, Um, but it works for me. So um, whatever works for you, right? The other thing is focus on one thing at a time and then just do it. Like do it now. I love that sentence. Do it now. So when your brain says, oh, I forgot to write in my calendar that I needed to make a doctor's appointment. That would be the ideal time to either write it in your calendar or if you're on a break time or you've got five minutes is call right then and there and get it over with. Because part of the problem that we have with organization is we let things pile up. We avoid them. We ignore them. We don't schedule them. And then it's just like this big pile of mush in our head of things that we want to get done, right? The other one that I liked that I read is kind of funny in a way, but it's like, use the trash bin. Because sometimes we've got all this stuff sitting around on our desk, like junk mail and, um, you know, sometimes even bills that you've already paid. They'll send you the paperwork. Like, put it in the shredder. Put it in the garbage right away. Don't put it in a pile on your desk. And when you do, when you start throwing things out and getting rid of all the old magazines on your desk that you think you're going to read, but you don't, you're going to feel better. You know, even if you have magazines that you want to read, just flip through them and pull out the articles that you want to save and get rid of the rest. Sometimes just using the trash bin is helpful. The other thing I really like is putting things away. I have a tendency, this is, this is one that I do, I leave my shoes by the front door, which seems really um, efficient because then what, the next time I go out, they're sitting right there. But then sometimes if I wear a different pair of shoes, then I have two pairs of shoes near the door or three pair of shoes. And then when that starts to happen, it's cluttered, right? And when it's cluttered, it's overwhelming. So if you can have a place that everything goes, you know, my fanny pack goes here, You know, when I walk my dogs, I carry a fanny pack so I can take the poop bags, right? That has to sit on the shelf by the door, but that's where it goes. I don't throw it somewhere else and and lose track of it. So you want to have a place for everything. And And that means putting it away. Put everything away right when you have it in your hand, right? Don't leave your hairbrush laying on the on the counter of the bathroom. Don't leave your toothpaste laying around. Don't leave your dirty clothes on the floor of the closet. Like put it where it belongs when you're doing the thing that you need to do because that will keep you more organized. My This is a funny thing that my mom used to do when we were kids. We had um, upstairs and so there was a flight of stairs that went up to our bedroom. And so my mom, anything she found laying around the house she'd put it on the stairs, which was our signal to next time you go up, take it with you. Well, of course, being kids, we didn't. We just left it there and things would pile up. So eventually what she would do is anything she found laying around the house, she would take down to our basement and put it on our ping pong table because we had a ping pong table in our basement when we were kids. 
and she'd put it in the basement. So then when you were a kid looking for whatever it was that you left away around the house, your shoes, your coat, your hat, whatever, she would have put it in the basement. And the last thing a kid wants to do is run down to the basement to get all their belongings. And so that taught us that we had to put our things away because she didn't like the clutter in the house and we didn't like having our stuff put in the basement. So we eventually learned that if you didn't put your stuff away, it was going to end up in the basement. And so you could do something like that, right? The other thing that a lot of people use, and, and I do like this, is using the reminders on your phone. Because if you have a to-do list and you schedule it into your phone with reminders, your phone's going to tell you when to do it. And that will help you help keep you more on task. And then if you decide you don't want to do it or something like that, when the alarm goes off, you can always delete it or move it to another time. But just having it at, at the ready is going to help you. Some people like file folders with different colors. I kind of like stuff like that. Um, you know, stuff that this color folder has my veterinary licenses and my CE and this other color folder, like any paperwork that I want to save, I like putting in like file folders. But if you're new school and you're, you know, not into paper, then have a file on your phone or your computer where you can keep everything, but have a folder specifically for the things that you're going to need quickly. I talked to a client last week, one of my coaching clients that really wanted to schedule her stuff on a whiteboard because it was right in front of her face. So if that works for you, do it. And if you're very visual, you can color code it. Different tasks come in different colors. And that's kind of how I do it in my written calendar. I have, you know, my coaching clients in blue, my podcasts in pink, my work days in orange, My other stuff like vacations and fun stuff I put in yellow. So I can kind of like just look at my calendar and be like, oh, I have five coaching clients, you know, tomorrow or I have three on Friday because it it jumps right out at me. It's color coded. So that helps me a lot. And then the last one that I think is kind of funny, but I wanted to mention it because as I was reading, I'm like, oh, I got to write this one down is to just have less stuff. Because a lot of our overwhelm and a lot of our frustration is we have too much. There's too many things sitting around. There's too many pens on our desk. There's too many pieces of paper. There's too many drawers. There's too many clothes. Like all of that feels overwhelming. One of the life coaches talked about one day to me is um, having clothing that all works together. Like if if you stick with your colors, let's say like Rebecca Reed taught me about colors. If I stay in my color palette, then all my stuff will go together. And so I don't need as many clothes if I can mix and match my shirts with my pants and I've got just enough to, you know, maybe do laundry once a week or take things to the cleaners every other week. Just enough, but not too much. And that goes with the garbage can idea, right? If there's you know, socks in your drawer that have holes in them, instead of like wondering when you're going to clean the sock drawer, just throw them right in the trash as soon as you notice, you know, get rid of stuff that will help declutter your mind and make you feel more in control. So hopefully some of the, these ideas are going to help you schedule your week. If you're feeling super overwhelmed by the whole idea of getting things under control, Get a life coach, 
call somebody to help you. Ask a friend to come over and go through it with you. Get someone to help you sort out all the clutter from your brain. Get your emotions in check so you can get some of this stuff done. Get it going. So focus on what's important. Make your lists. Manage your time. Schedule your time. Use your appropriate tools like your calendars and planners. Delegate something. Schedule your phone and email time. Get rid of the clutter. And really take control. Because that's really what it's all about. It's deciding that you want different. And last week on the podcast, I talked to Dr. Aaron Massacre. And he talked about changing habits. And this is a big part of that, is we want to change our habits from being disorganized, because that's just a habit, to being more organized and then getting things done. And that's how we get to our goals. That's how we change. That's how we grow. Okay, so I have a couple of quotes for you before we end this podcast. And one is from Arthur Ashe. And he says, start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. And that's a great rule always, right? Just start and just do. And then the other quote is from Eleanor Roosevelt, and it says, it takes as much energy to wish as it does to plan. So wishing things were different doesn't work. I'm always wishing I had a more organized brain and a more organized life. But actually doing the work and planning to do the work is what works. That's what helps you get things done. So I hope some of this was helpful for you this week. Take some time to think about how organized you feel and then try to discover why you don't feel organized if you discover that that's true for you. And then take some of these steps. Start to do a little bit of work every day to become more organized. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing. One little step every day, one little step every week will help you get to where you want to go. So if you do something this week, send me an email, jacapelldvm at gmail.com. I'd love to hear about it. And again, I thank you for being here. And I will talk to you again next week on the podcast. Have a beautiful week. Bye.